Hi everyone, welcome to the Stylogram podcast, the place where you learn the latest trends, who wore what at which fashion event and get to hear the hidden beauty and fashion tricks from our celebrity guests. Before we dive into our interview, I want to give you a quick recap of my favorite runway shows from Amazon Fashion Week that took place in Delhi recently. We loved Amit Agarwal's dreamy collection iCloud, where models moved around the crowd in dramatic glitter and sequin waist, recycled doll eyes and pom-poms. Masaba on the other hand took inspiration from the Big Apple. Their locations from New York served as a backdrop to her show. Her Indian wear was so progressive with bell bottoms, oversized shirts and bustiers. We loved it. PS, Atiya Shetty was her showstopper. Lastly, one of our favorites from this year was Hemant and Nandita, who revamped the Victorian era with simmering silhouettes in bright hues. Ruffles, high neckline, shoulder and back cutouts all made the most beautiful tops, skirts and dresses. Now that I've given you your weekly dose of trends, let's meet our first guest. Parthip Thyagarajan is the proud co-owner of Wedding Sutra, an online platform which is one of the most popular and trusted resources for Indian weddings. Whether you need information on Mehndi Wali's location ideas, fashion advice or caterers, it's all here along with lots more cool stuff. So let's get started. Hi Parthip, welcome to our show. Thank you, Malika. It's so lovely to have you here. My pleasure. So, Parthip, tell us, tell our listeners how you got into this because it's something so different. I know you got into it a while back before the whole online medium kind of, you know, bursted the way it did now. So, what made you get into this? It's been a 16-year journey. Really? We started in 2000. Okay. So, you, you can imagine what it was like to talk about an online wedding magazine. Must have been crazy. Uh, yeah. So the kind of, uh, the change we have seen and uh, everything for the better has been amazing. The number of people today who are spending time online yeah. from a time when they would barely get enough time due to various uh, factors. Yeah. So uh, the idea really came about was me and my business partner Madhulika Mathur we started Wedding Sutra and it was really it really came from her own experiences as a real bride when she was getting married she was very very uh, you know stressed and frustrated by the lack of information on everything relating to wedding planning where to go what to buy and thus was formed WeddingSutra.com in March 2000 wow which was a one stop place where a bride-to-be and her family members can get all the information on planning a wedding. Okay. But you know, let me ask you, so 2000 is still, I think internet was still a very, was still, you know, at a very nascent stage in yes. India. Even internet connections were quite uh, slow. hard at that, yeah. slow at yes. that point. So what made you go online? Because you could have easily started like, uh, you know, a company for wedding planning. Well, in fact, very interestingly, there was nothing called wedding planning at that time. People were not even aware of what is a wedding planner. Okay. The awareness on a wedding planner started because of a couple of reasons. One is the boom in the event management uh, institutes. Yeah. And the event management companies who then started venturing into weddings and also about uh, with certain films which uh, popularized the wedding planner. Right. Band and suddenly, Baja, uh, 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 Baja was a movie yeah. f- uh, starring um, Ranveer Singh and Anushka. Anushka, yeah. who really popularized this profession called wedding planner. Yeah. And therefore, you had a lot of print magazines, you had a lot of supplements relating, uh, relating to weddings, but you didn't have anything called 
a wedding planning company way back then and we knew internet is the place which is really which is easy where information is easy to access and where you can with all the information and inspiration you can get have the wedding of your dreams and most importantly have fun while planning your wedding wow and that was the philosophy and you stuck to it because i'm sure it must have been really hard in 2000 Very to even tough. get people to come online yes and let alone to come to your website uh, well i would i must say that today while everybody has a net presence when you talk of designers stores jewelers venues what is very interesting that back then malika is many of these people didn't have any online presence right so the even only now, place a lot of people don't so have the an only online place presence. and there was no social media right so the only place where they could get all the information view the latest collection Uh, when it came to bridal wear and stuff it was weddingsutra.com so we had an advantage back then we we continue to have an advantage today the first today. mover advantage of simply course. because weddings are you know a, 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 a almost national obsession of course. people love talking about weddings which is the last wedding they attended it's one of the most extravagant things as well in absolutely. india right besides being extravagant it's really in our country it's associated with a lot of fun as well as tradition and yeah. therefore there is always a lot of a lot of a lot of our conversations revolve around weddings it's also like the one event that parents look forward to for like 25 to 30 years when they have a child right yes, it's yes. like it's a build up to that and i think the wedding is like a culmination of a certain phase of a child's life that's ending absolutely for a parent so what were some of the obstacles that you faced at that time getting into this industry well of course uh, it was really making people aware that we are an online wedding magazine a lot of people would would ask us aapka hard copy kidhar hai so okay, we would like say a pamphlet that, uh, yes so aapka hard copy kidhar hai or a lot of people associated with with uh, e-commerce thinking we can book a venue yeah. without realizing that even today weddings are a very personal affair you can you look for information you seek inspiration and advice but finally a lot of your decisions are taken offline so so a lot of people imagine that we were a place where you could book a venue or buy your outfit or book all your vendors at the click of a mouse yeah we thought to a certain extent we could do some of it but we realized that's really a waste that of time that was my next question you never decided to go into e-commerce we did uh, explore the opportunity but we we did not think way back then whether it was gift registry or e-commerce there was really the market size was big enough even today we believe there are a lot of companies who are looking at uh, gift registries yeah. but it will take a while for uh, india know, to get the behavior there. to change whether it is uh, setting up a gift registry or buying your uh, stuff online or uh, even opting for packages which are wedding packages which are very popular abroad yeah. but which which do not work in india because everything is personalized yeah and is a combination of your personal tastes your family tastes and of course your community factors right of course and then now i think going forward to 2016 to the present there's of course so many wedding websites out there right yes. and of course wedding sutra stands out i think still as one of the premium ones but what is the kind of competition that you face do you think work has changed for you not really competition uh, has in fact uh, it has not really impacted us at, uh, you know in any way that because we we know we are very confident about the fact that the kind of content we are creating no one else is is okay. able to so create so what sets you apart what do you think is is your differentiating factor it is our content presentation and user experience which okay. really makes us different okay and the focus we have on real weddings right and the fact that 
it's really about inspiring Toby Weds and not just providing information like the Just Dial companies or, you know, uh, very cluttered vendor listings, which is the central offering. Right. We never say we are a place which is... Uh, uh, which is the A to Z of weddings. Every yeah. wedding is different and there is no wedding website which can give you an A to Z solution. We never say, take the stress out of your weddings. Weddings will be a stressful affair, no matter whether you have a wedding planner or you don't have a wedding planner. Yeah. But it is really about how do you give relevant information, inspire them and very, very... Um, Personalized. Uh, and advice which is uh, very, very... Uh, is, is relevant to what you're looking for right, right now. So that was my next question. How do you, um, you know, get vendors onto your website? Because in India, mm-hmm. there are vendors everywhere, especially yes. for the wedding market. Yeah. So is there a certain process that you go through, like, you know, that you've tested the vendors before? Because how do you um, curate the vendors on your website? Yeah, that's a very important thing because... We have to be very careful that when we are recommending someone, uh, somebody else might, is obviously going to go by Wedding Sutra's recommendations. And therefore, the entire focus we have is on real weddings and submissions by real couples. Okay. So when they recommend somebody, we can be very, very rested. There, there would be chances that somebody else has not had a great experience with that vendor. But yeah. the, what is important to tell somebody is that this one couple or more couples have had a great experience with this vendor. And more than Wedding Sutra, reviewing their services, it's, it's, it's the photos from the celebration, That's be true. it of the makeup artist, be it the photographer or the decor, which literally speak a thousand words. Yeah. That's true. Tell our listeners, when is the right time to start uh, preparing for a wedding? Like, for example, if, if a wedding is in December, mm-hmm. where, how long do you think uh, they should uh, they will take to prepare for the wedding? And how, how should they start? Because there's so many components of it. Here's a quick input for everyone who's planning a wedding. There is no such thing of three months before, six months before or nine months before. If you are a person who is looking, who is open to working with new people, there is a lot of talent everywhere. So if you have not booked your makeup artist six months before, no stress. You might be able to find a good makeup artist even three months in advance. If you have not been able to zero in on the vendor, uh, on a a venue, there could be a possibility that there is a new venue which has come up. Really? I find that hard to believe. Venues get booked up way in advance. But but this this is really for those who are willing or interested in experiment. With with whether 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 it's new vendors or whether it's new venues. Okay. So the important thing to know is that don't think it's very cool to say you're a bridezilla and and in the process stress yourself and others around you. Weddings should also be a time where you spend quality time with those uh, with your loved ones and also do something which is really, really special for your loved one. Yeah. So if your fiancé is, is not somebody who is into too much of preparations, don't stress him or her by telling him or her that they need to put up checklists. Yeah. Enjoy the process. But, of course, you will not, you will not, and, and then it's, and avoid comparing with somebody. Seek, seek inspiration from someone. But at the end of the day, it is your wedding. And, uh, and most important, of course, Trust the decisions of the, those who are experienced. Right. Someone like Wedding Sutra. So, or, or even your family members, your okay. aunts who've organized uh, many weddings, your parents who know a lot. There are some things which may be very special to you, like your makeup artist or the DJ you want or the photographer you want. If there is something which is very special for you, you do not have to 
you know, get pushed into the choices which others are telling you about. But yes, as I keep saying, every wedding is different. There are some people who start the search for a makeup artist six months before they, they do trials want. with 15 makeup artists and they are yet unhappy. How wow. is that different from somebody who started a search, say, four months before? I'm not even saying two months before. And no, but there has to be like an ideal time. There has to, you can't wake up one month before your wedding and, dis, and have everything fall into place. I agree. Not one month before, but generally when it comes to a venue, it every, see, again, as I say, every wedding is different. There are certain cities where venues are booked about a year in advance. Right. There are certain cities where venues are booked six to seven months in advance. In some cities, there are makeup artists who do have their, uh, you know, who, who are the top Bollywood makeup artists. They do not, they do not give you your uh, booking six months in advance. But yes, they do give, they, they do free up certain dates, three weeks or four weeks in advance. So you have to be lucky to find the person you are comfortable with. That is more important. That's more important. Whether it is a DJ, whether it's a makeup artist, whether it's a designer, whether it's a photographer or the wedding decorator. Right. Choose someone whose work you like. And you are comfortable with. Okay. And and how does one, you know, start with the theme? Because in India, every wedding has a theme and there's so many themes out there. Yes. So do you think it starts, uh, first you think of your invitations and that's how it starts or you think of your decor and that's how it starts. So how would you propose for a bride to go about it? I think weddings in India, while they are dreamy, they're also very practical. Your invitations are sent out you know, in a, at a time, depending on how many people uh, you need to say, you know, so today a lot of people send out a save the date. Yeah. So the save the date literally represents who the couple is rather than the celebration, because quite often you zero in on the date and the venue and then you plan the celebrations. You have to keep a lot of factors like, you know, the weather in mind, the traffic in mind. Yeah. You cannot always have a dress code for certain functions because quite often your guests, they... Uh, they leave work, they quickly go home, they barely have time to get ready and then they come to your celebration. So if you're having a destination wedding, it's easy to to plan and prepare for a theme. Whereas if you're having a big fat wedding or an intimate wedding in the city, it's really practical factors like the venue yeah. or the weather with which you have to work around. What is your take on um, destination weddings? Because it's suddenly been a boom and yes. everyone wants one, right? But everyone then, dreams of a destination but wedding. But the logistics are pretty hard. Yeah, but everybody is not able to have it. Like in my opinion, if you look at across see, the upper middle class and the upper segment families, three out of ten uh, couples are having a destination wedding and I'm sure going forward it'll be four or five. Destination weddings don't necessarily mean you have to go to uh, Rajasthan or Kerala or Sri Lanka or Thailand. You could have a destination wedding on the outskirts of Bombay. You could go to Lonavla. You could go to Mahabaleshwar. Also, today's venues are projecting even the hometown venues are projecting like renaissance Pawai has become a hot spot for destination weddings you're okay. still in the city you go there yeah you could uh, so you could travel a little away but it's more about the fact that you book certain number of rooms yeah. where your friends can just have a two two or three day party but yes it might seem to be a very stress-free affair but whether you have a big fat wedding in your city in your hometown five minutes away from your home or whether you have a destination wedding it's still 400 kilometers or 4000 kilometers away yeah. it, it is stressful and we have to accept that and there is no wedding planner or venue who can say i will that they will create a stress-free right uh, experience but why do you think that indian weddings are so different from any other type of wedding in the world right and yes. and 
do you think that there's something that we should do about that? Like, should, should we change certain characteristics about it? I think it's very important for people to know that while a wedding is a much-awaited, uh, you know, celebration, and it is obviously a special day in your life, you should not do anything which stresses you or your loved ones or even the people who work at your weddings. You have to keep a certain positive energy at your celebration. Think of all the people who are working behind the scenes. Try to make everyone comfortable. And if there is positive energy in the air, you will be happy. And most importantly, your loved one will be happy. Yeah. Not only on that day. Right. But on the future, it's okay if some things are going wrong as long yes. as you have a smile on your face. Absolutely. That's your advice. And um, our listeners definitely want to know tell us a little bit about celebrity weddings because now they splashed all over page three. Yes. And they're really at a big scale. Have you attended any celebrity weddings? Yes. You no, know, in fact, you'll be surprised. Celebrity weddings are, in fact, at a very smaller scale. You look at one of the recent weddings which happened of Soha Ali Khan. Yeah. Uh, she had an at home wedding. Urmila Matonkar had an at home wedding. Okay. Uh, but the reception is big. Not necessarily. It could be. It, it it could even be. Many of them announce that they will have a reception, but it just doesn't happen. Vidya Balan had a had a had a very intimate celebration uh, at a bungalow in uh, Bandra, which was kept a secret. The, at, the larger des, uh, celeb, uh, celebrity weddings I have attended are of Isha Diol and uh, of her sister Ahana Diol. They both were very big fat weddings, fabulously organized by Hema Malini, which was a very nice mix of traditional, um, uh, you know, uh, very, very, with, with a lot of cultural elements, with a fairly grand reception and a right. fan, fun sangeet. So it was, I think it was a very nice celebration, which was literally, uh, it, it really was a reflection. It was a reflection of of the bride's roots. Yeah. And I think what was very interesting is Hema Malini put in a lot of effort to to invite all the people she knew personally, there was a lot of hard work. Okay. And which is why somebody commented that people should realize that when you're a celebrity, there's also a lot of hard work if you have to plan a wedding because how do you figure out how many to call, whom not to call? Yeah. And there were other preparations, especially if you have people like Narendra Modi and wow. the Bachans attending the celebration. Right. Yes. Yeah, even the Bachans had quite a private uh, yes. event. Even uh, Aishwarya and Abhishek, they had a very private at-home celebration. Yeah, yeah. Well, on that glamorous note, let's take a break and we'll be right back with lots more interesting stuff. Hey guys, welcome back. Hi Parthip again. Thanks. So Parthip, tell us, you know, something a little scandalous. Tell us about a fashion faux pas or some disaster that happened at a wedding that you were at. Well, I must tell you that one of the common mistakes a bride makes is, you know, focus so much on her look and over-prepare herself that she looks much older. Yeah, that's true. And uh, a lot of people don't realize that when you overdo it. Yeah. It's okay to be unrecognizable. It's okay to look like you're, uh, to be inspired by your favorite Bollywood star. 
but it's but what's the use of you know what i find a lot i think that brides use a different uh, shade of foundation to make themselves look fairer yes. which i think makes them look older for some reason yes. and um, even hair styling hair styling oh my god i think the bun definitely needs to go or they need to do something a little less um, poofy on the bun you yes. know i think smaller buns would definitely or even abdus don't suit everybody not at all you know it depends mm-hmm. on your face structure really mm-hmm. i'm so glad that the heavy dupatta on the brides is kind of disappeared now and now they have the detachable thing like a net detachable piece which they can remove once they've entered the mandap but i think also is that most celebrity brides actually downplay themselves yes. in their wedding they actually are dressed very simply and i feel like all of us imitating the celebrity brides do just the opposite yes so it just the kind of becomes a disaster the big a celebrity bride and a real bride is a celebrity bride faces the camera every day right so she is very comfortable in front of the camera and uh, she's probably played the role of a bride so many times uh, on screen at a fashion show as the finale as a showstopper so it's let's put it this way it's no big deal for her right whereas real brides seek inspiration from bollywood stars yeah the key is really that to use your own common sense and to trust your own intuition it's literally a case of too many cooks yeah spoiling the broth if you are taking inputs from a makeup artist hairstylist your mother your mother in law your designer your jeweler your friend what is finally happening is an absolute you mishmash you look like a christmas tree exactly so you are you are not using your common sense which is what quite often happens <laughs> i think just it's very simple you can you can look much better you can look happier yeah simply if you use your common sense i think understated also has such beauty in it honestly like even just a you know a dull gold lehenga with like dashes of red as opposed to the entire thing being red and then having like jewelry on top of it and red make red lipstick sometimes i think that can look a little but even understated we have to be very careful because sometimes you you know you you just tell your it happens very often that the bride keeps telling the makeup artist i don't want to look like a christmas tree or i don't want to look overdecked but then she does not look like a bride yeah, it happens like that also washed out yes and, and the background is so overpowering absolutely. that you she can just that. drown in it absolutely and then you have everybody you have guests in all the glitzy uh, outfits so you really need to stand out you need to look like a bride but you also need to look yourself but that's quite hard to you know walk that line absolutely because there is so much and i always say that sometimes too much of information confuses yeah. you too right so trust your own infu- intuition yeah. use common sense and take the advice of yeah. those you love while seeking inspiration everywhere from the movies or from wedding sutra or from from your favorite uh, fashion insp- inspiration source like stylogram oh thank you for that but do you think there are any other tips that you would want to give to a young bride like I know heavy lehengas is for me an absolute no no. Mm-hmm. I think that you know even if it looks gorgeous you can still get a lighter version of it. So is there anything like that that at wedding sutra you guys believe in? We believe in the fact that your hairstyling is as important as your makeup. Yeah. Second is to invest in a good photographer who is able to capture your bridal moments because that is very you spend so much time searching for your lehenga. and your makeup artist if you do not have some nice full length photos you don't have some nice close up photos it's actually quite a waste right i have spoken to so many brides 
over the years and even grooms there's nobody who ever regrets that they did not wear an expensive lehenga or that the decor was was not uh, appropriate there just two regrets many have one they did not invest in a good photographer and second they did not invest enough time in planning their honeymoon okay because the honeymoon deserves as much importance yeah. as the wedding obviously the spends will not be like the wedding yeah you you will you don't uh, when i say time i don't i mean quality time really trying to understand what is it that you are looking for from your holiday what is it that you'd like to explore together and how would you like your journey to start together as a couple that is a very important tip i would leave for uh, are there brides. any uh, new honeymoon destinations uh, out right now like i know about 10 years ago it was australia and there's always a phase where all the brides and grooms are going for their honeymoon there- so new zealand has really been a hot destination in 2016 yeah. Uh, the adventure honeymoons is right. really uh, and a lot of people look for adventures uh, in their honeymoons and yeah. many of course look for um, uh, places they have not traveled to earlier okay and so this was for the bride is there any uh, tricks that you would want to give to the parents of the bride or to the family members because i know they're dealing actually with all the dirty work of the wedding right they're yeah. dealing with everything I think, uh, it's more than thing as they while they may say they might they might say it's it were you know it's stressful i think everybody enjoys the process which is why in india weddings have not really got outsourced to wedding planners even today in india i say that you don't have any many wedding planners you actually have wedding coordinators okay I they execute fun, your ideas they execute they coordinate the big day they coordinate with the logistics team the the entertainment entertainers or the uh, with the or the venue on uh, the big day or, or the days before it i think everybody most people enjoy the process of shortlisting vendors themselves yeah negotiating with them and then But deciding. you know what I think really worked for me in my wedding and my siblings' weddings was my parents designated close family and friends mem- uh, friends for certain things. So whether yes. it was taking care that the guests have eaten or someone was taking care of the transportation, someone was taking care of the quality of the food. I think when you do that as well that really kind of allows the parents at least to have a good time especially if you can trust the people that you've designated to Absolutely and at the end of the day you might have professionals all around but it's but it's it's best if your family members are there to work closely with the professionals Yeah and and that really helps and one you one must also ensure that the family members who are working with the professionals they should they should be there to help them out and not hinder them yeah. or cause additional stress in yeah. any way and i think also a lot of times people get carried away when something doesn't turn out the way they envisioned it to be and i think at that moment you have to tell yourself that it's okay because no one else really knows what your vision was absolutely. and they're fine just the way it is so you can't sh- let it show on your face absolutely and just go with the flow of it because it's not going to be perfect no wedding is exactly how someone and that is a word it. i often tell my content team to avoid Uh, printing whether it's perfect bride or perfect wedding because perfect is literally a state of the mind what might be perfect for you may not be perfect for me right that's so true i didn't think about that that's i'm glad you you avoid using that word so what are the latest trends in the wedding industry that we're seeing right now if you look at the wedding industry in general there are a lot of brides who are looking for 
uh, for something which they, they do not associate with the term big fat wedding. Okay. It was really a very popular term a couple of years back. They just look for um, they look for something which is way cooler than big fat. Yeah. And they do not want wastage of anything, money or anything. So I think today's brides and grooms are fairly practical. They are looking for a fun celebration. Yeah. But the number of functions has increased significantly. Has the it increased or decreased? Yeah, no, it's increased except really? that the celebrations continue between homes, smaller venues and the big venues. Yeah. So today, if you look at the certain uh, certain traditions which were really not part of South Indian weddings, they're all becoming a part of South Indians' wedding. There were a lot of uh, a lot of functions which were very um, Western, which is like a like a cocktail party or yeah. the bachelorette. They're all becoming a part of Indian weddings too. You know, I mean, I think in the last three or four years, I think what really was very popular about three years ago was this one event, which was the day event uh, by a poolside or yes. in the water, and then all the guests would jump in as yes. well in their clothing. Yeah, yeah. That became very popular. So, there, is that trend still? It's on? there. Anything which is which and which gets you to have a little more fun over a few more days is on. So, therefore. Because the number of functions are increasing, since you were talking to me about the fashion trend, brides are spending, may spend a lot on one outfit, but they are much open to experimenting with emerging designers for the pre-wedding celebrations, be it with the pre-wedding shoot or the post-wedding shoot, the cocktail, the mehendi. But Sangeet is the, is the celebration where they want to dance away and therefore they spend a lot of time figuring out which outfit to wear for the Sangeet. I think also just with the way our society is progressing, especially uh, the upper classes where, you know, the bride is given so much more freedom. Like yes. never could our parents imagine jumping into a pool in front of yes. their in-laws. Yes. And today every bride is doing that. And Absolutely. I think they're given, um, you know, that freedom to wear whatever they want to experiment, especially in the Pendi. Yes. Um, uh, and that's what I think really adds like a fun, quirky dose to a wedding. Like I recently had attended a wedding where there was a pajama party as one of the night events. Yes. And that was so interesting. This is what I talk, talk about. The number of functions has increased. Yeah. So there is a, the, the because the idea is to have more fun and not be bound by tradition and protocol alone. Right, that's true. So, you know, we're talking about upper class weddings, but the majority of India is not upper class. Yeah. So, can you tell uh, our listeners on how to um, budget shop in a wedding or to create a magical uh, wedding on a budget? Everything has to start with your venue. You cannot have a dream theme at every venue. Each venue is suited for a different kind of celebration. And each venue works for a certain kind of style. You cannot wear a very, very Western cocktail gown at a temple wedding. And it and you it, it doesn't make sense to be weighed down with a uh, with a bright red lehenga at a beach wedding. Yeah. So once you decide on the venue which works around you, uh, works for you and your family, then decide on the other elements. What is the one thing which is very important for you? Make sure your family and the people who are involved with managing your wedding are aware of it. Once you know, once you figure out what is the cost of that and you have a budget in your mind because again when you talk of budgeting for a wedding there are some middle class families who may spend 10 lakhs there may be some who spend 20 lakhs there may, might, might be some who spend 30 lakhs or more. Every family depending on the community has a budget in their head. Once you know what it is, what is it that you certainly want? There might be some brides who might say, you know, 
I can have a simple wedding, but I want to wear a sabya sashi lehenga. There could be another bride who will say that, uh, you know, I'm I want to have a very very simple uh, temple wedding, but I want to have a grand reception with with a lot of fun entertainment elements. And once you know what it is that you certainly want, it becomes very easy to work around your budget and allocating for what is very important and special for you. Okay. Well, thanks for that, girls. I hope you've taken all the tips. We're going to go into a break and we'll be right back. Hi guys, welcome back. We're all set to jump into our rapid fire. Parthip, are you ready? Yes. Okay, so let's start. Coolest wedding you've attended? Bali. Okay, anyone in particular? At, at the Ayana Resort in Bali. Okay. Favorite designer for bridal hangers? Sabya Sashi. Simple or OTT? Simple. Your thoughts on destination weddings? Cool. Funniest experience with a bride? has to be with a bridezilla who asks too many questions and whose number i saved as avoid <laughs> oh really <laughs> one thing you hate about your job there's nothing which i hate i love everything about my job okay silver gold or color platinum okay a bridegroom should never wear too much of embroidery okay secret to a happy marriage respecting the other one's choices and not being judgmental okay Song of the season for the Sangeet. There are too many in my head, but... Kala Chashma, maybe? Yes. <laughs> I like that one. One thing every bride must own. Well, there are so many things which are... Whether it's Louboutins or to, to dance away or... Um, a very nice choli is something which is... Uh, uh, a blouse, choli yeah. which can be Which can be mixed and matched always. In the future? Yeah. Okay. Have you ever had a runaway bride experience? No. Thank God. <laughs> if you didn't do this, what would you do? I would have been working in a... I would probably have been doing a boring job working in a corporate house. Really? <laughs> I thought it would be something creative. No. Your personal favorite wedding theme? Temple wedding. Okay. A wedding event which is bizarre yet effective? Pool party. <laughs> do you think the extravagance of weddings is justified? I would say to each his own. A wedding is your personal experience and it's it's best if the others are not judgmental. Okay. Who are you inspired by? Internationally, someone who does what you do or anyone? I'm inspired by a lot of people uh, who may not be from the, uh, you know, wedding walk of life, but uh, who are... Uh, Entrepreneurs. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what's next for you? Grow, grow and grow wedding sutra. Best dressed bride? I think Lara Datta was very nicely, wore a beautiful gown for her beach wedding. Okay. And finally, what makes you smile? When I meet someone and they tell, when a, when a bride tells me, wedding sutra is her Bible. Oh, wow. That must be so nice to hear. Well, thank you so much, Parthip, for all your wonderful words and, and advice. I'm sure our listeners have gained a lot from this. Thank you so much and we'll see you soon. Thank you so much. It was my pleasure being here. Thank you so much for tuning in yet again on the Stylogram podcast. You can stay in touch with us on Facebook at Stylogram Official and on Instagram at Stylogram underscore official. You can also tune in on iTunes and SoundCloud. See you soon. <laughs>